Greetings and welcome back to another an ongoing series of Shur Mandaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now on Masechet Shabbat of Nun Zayin Amuralah at the very top of the Amud. About to take a look at the beginning of the sixth parak, Mamet Yishai. And in the previous parak, we dealt with things an animal may wear, which broke down into two groupings of things that are prohibited. Those things that are out and out burdens, and those things that we're concerned may fall off or it may pull off and thus carry. Uh, of course, in none of those cases did we employ the term chayav, because an animal can't be chayav, uh, and you are not chayav anything if your animal does work uh, inadvertently. And so therefore, uh, in this parak, we're going to move it into uh, into the same two directions, those things that people may not wear in public on Shabbat because they're considered burdens, and those things that people may not wear because they may come to take them off and carry them, or may fall off easily and they'll carry them. And of course, in the second, in the first case, uh, they'll be chayav. In the second case, they will be patur. And they, so our parak is elegantly structured so that the first mishnah presents those things a woman should not wear. But if she does wear in public, she's not chayavet because they're all precautionary. The second Mishnah does the same for a man. The third Mishnah does those, uh, presents those things that a woman may not wear, and if she wears, uh, may not wear in public, and if she does, it, she's chayevet, because they're considered burdens. The fourth Mishnah does the same thing for a man, and then the last few Mishnah list a few odds and ends that, at least according to some, or maybe according to all, people may wear lechatchila. Okay, but may yotzav, no yotzav. We'll start with a woman. What may she wear, may she not wear? Most of the things in this Mishnah... <laughs> Uh, have to do with things around the headdress. We're not going to cover the whole Mishnah. We will go back to it in the next podcast when we, uh, when we, uh, will attend to some of the last items of the Mishnah. But the beginning, So three things here that are on the head, and that is woolen strands, linen strands, or just strands of material. That, which evidently used for braiding on her head. And then something incongruous. She cannot go to the mikvah at any point with these things on her head unless she loosens them. They're considered a chatzitza. We'll see why that's brought in. We will find out that these are also headgear of some sort. Unless they are sewed into, and we'll see what that is. And we're going to stop at that point. We don't know what a kavul is either. Uh, there are two distinct possibilities raised in the Gemara. So let's skip to the Gemara and we'll see what's going on. The first question is the one I raised. Tefillah mana dachashma. Where did tefillah come in that is mentioned in our Mishnah? The Mishnah is simply giving you a reason for not being able to wear these things on Shabbat. Because Chachamim said she cannot go to the mikvah on a regular day with these things in her hair until she loosens them. Since on a weekday she can't go into the mikvah until she loosens them. Therefore on Shabbat she can't go out with them. Because maybe she'll suddenly need to do a tefillah shal mitzvah. She'll be walking Shabbat afternoon. And remember that she's a Shomer at Yom. Uh, or that's the last day of her ziva or something, and she'll have to go into the mikvah, and she'll loosen them, and she'll end up carrying them in Rishut Arbim on her way into the mikvah. Okay. Rav Ghana asked a follow-up question of Rav. Tiki Khalil Tamai. And these are evidently hoops made of uh, material, like woven material, 
that she would wear on her hair. Can she wear those on Shabbat? Amarle arigamart. You're talking about things that are woven in. Koshu arig lo gazru. They did not make a de- decree against things that are woven into <coughs> to her garments because she's not going to undo those on Shabbat. In Marnami Ravuna Bred Ravishua Koshu arig lo gazru. Okay, Vikadamri Ravuna Bred Ravishua Chazina Lachvatai to look up to Nalayu. That the source of this ruling of Rav Huna was not a ruling, but rather his own testimony. He said, I saw that my sisters are not makpid on this. Meaning, my sisters go into the mikvah, they don't care if these tiki chalilta are on their head. And therefore, since they're not makpid, it does not have a din of chatzitza based on the rule that mita oraita, rubo umakpid alav, if it covers the majority of your body and your makpid, you wouldn't want it there. It's a chatzitza. Midra banan, Miuto umakpid or rubo makpid are chotzeitz. They did not extend it to miut sheino makpid. Since this tika chalilta only covers a little bit of her hair and she's not makpid on it, therefore I see it's not a chotzeitza. Now, what's the difference if we learn it as a rule or as his testimony about his sisters? The answer is, if they're dirty. Because if you see it as a rule, the rule is anything woven in is no there's no xera. So therefore these things are woven in. We don't care that they're dirty. And that in fact the woman may be makpid not to go into the mikvah with these on. but according to the testimony of Ravuna Rishu about his sisters, who said it's because we see that they're not makpid, since they're dirty, she will be makpid, and then it would be prohibited. Okay, Tanantan, we have a Mishnah Mikvaot. The following are chotzeits, not in a kli, but in Adam. Goes to the mikvah. So wool or linen strings. Or strands that are in, again, the braiding strands that are in a girl's hair. Rabbiuda brings up a fourth category, and that is hair, meaning external hair that's put woven into the hair. Rabbiuda says both wool and hair are not chotzeits. Because water gets through them easily, therefore she does not take it off. Okay, therefore it's Tanachatzitza. Now, the odd thing is Tanakama said A, B, and C are Chotzeits. Rabbi Huda said C and D are not Chotzeits. The question is how D got in there. So Amravuna Vachulan Rashi Abanot Shaninu. So Ravuna adds something else to this Mishnah. And he says this Mishnah is only talking about things that are on their head. So Matra Yosef, Yosef turned around and said, what's he excluding? You think he's excluding those things she wears around her neck? Which thing? Meaning, meaning you think that he's saying that if she wears wool choker around her neck, that it's not chotzeitz, according to Tanakama. That which is soft, wool, on top of something hard, which is hair, is chotzeitz. So something soft on soft, Meaning something that is wool, that is on top of her skin, both soft, certainly will be chotzeitz. So it's not true. If it's chotzeitz on the hair, it's certainly chotzeitz on the neck. It must be excluding pishtan, which is hard. But again, it doesn't work. Because anything that's going to be chotzeitz on your hair is certainly going to be chotzeitz on your skin. Because pishtan is hard, and your hair is hard. And it's chotzeitz. So something hard and something soft certainly is chotzeitz. Hard is already always more chotzeitz. And we also have Tam Ravuna. He said Ravuna's Ravuna's sorry reason for saying that it was only on the head is the vishaini shachonekatatatzma. A woman does not wear her things on her neck tightly because it'll choke herself. Therefore, it's not chotzeitz. 
Um, so although your your uh, ratio is correct, that uh, the neck would be more easily blocked off, that's only if you tie it on tight. A woman's not going to tie it on tight. <coughs> Girls can go out with strings that are in their ears, but not with chokers. <coughs> That's on Shabbat. So if you think that a woman doesn't wear things tightly around her neck, why can't she wear it? So because again, if she even if she has to go to the mikvah, she won't have to take it off. So there's no concern. We're talking here about a real choker. Women do wear those tight. She wants to show off her skin, and by having it tight, it sticks out so that people see it. So there, she indeed does wear it tight. So it's all circumstantial. Okay, Rabbi Yudomer, back in that bright, uh, so he pointed out that Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda invoked Se'ar and said both Semer mentioned by the Tanakhama and Se'ar not mentioned by the Tanakhama are not chatzitza because water comes through them. Rabbi Yosef, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Halachak Rabbi Yehuda, Bechutei Se'ar, that we rule like Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to Se'ar. That's what Rabbi Yosef taught in the Beit Midrash, quoting Rabbi Yehuda, quoting Shmuel. Amalei Abayi, Abayi turned to Rav Yosef and said, Halacha, Michal, the Pligi? What do you mean, Halacha, Rav Yudah, Chutei Se'ar? That sounds like people disagree with him. And, and nobody disagrees with Rav Yudah about Chutei Se'ar. Tanakhama didn't mention. Vechitema, and you, Rav Yosef, are maybe going to suggest, he loved Shemina min Tanakhama, Dari, Bechutei Se'ar. Had Rav Yudah not heard Tanakhama say Se'ar as Chotzeitz, he wouldn't have brought it up either, which means somehow our Brayta has Se'ar in Tanakhama, it just got left out. But Vidilma Kashem Kamalu, maybe Tanakhava didn't mention it. Maybe Rabbi Yehuda was bringing up Se'ar in order to use it as a model. Just like you didn't mention Se'ar because you agree it's not Chotzeitz. You should agree that wool is also not Chotzeitz because it's also soft. Alright? So, and we see that that read is correct. Chum agree that Chotzeitz are not Chotzeitz and their bone of contention is about wool. So saying halachic or biyuda chutei se'ar is a little bit of an odd statement. Tanya amihachi chutei tzemer chotzitzin chutei se'ar ain chotzitzin. You know, Rabbi Yehuda says se'ar ain chotzitzin. Rabbi Brayton says exactly that. The Tanakhama or Chachamim distinguish between hair and wool. Hair is not chotzitz, and Rabbi Yehuda says they're both not chotzitz. I'm Nachman Bar Yitzchak. I need to nami deka. Look at our Mishnah. You'll see it too. The Tani Yotzai Yishav Chutei Se'ar. A later Mishnah in our parak says a woman can go out wearing hair, whether it's her own hair, she cut it off and then made it a wig, or somebody else's hair. So, Mani, who could the author be? Either Rabbi Yehuda, can't be Rabbi Yehuda, because because he would agree that you could even wear wool, so teach a bigger Chiddush. It must be Rabbanan. So we see that they do not disagree about Chutei Seyar. Okay, now back to the Mishnah. We said Totefet. My Totefet. What's a Totefet? Rav Yosef Chumrta de Ktifta. It's a, a little bundle of spices that's tied up together a woman wears to ward off the evil eye. So we have a halacha, we'll see later on the parak, that a man or woman can wear an amulet that is that has a, a history of working. Or it's written by somebody who himself has uh, got a good track record. So, this should be the same thing, because we all know it works, evidently. So that can't be what Totefet is. Afuzainu. Afuzainu is evidently, if you can imagine a woman wearing a, uh, a headdress, something like what we saw in the old movies when they're trying to depict Egyptians. So it'd be a headdress, and then there would be a band going across the forehead, and then some stuff coming down on the side. 
Apuzainu is the one going across the forehead. Tanamiachi Yotza Isha B'Svacha Hamushevet. She can wear the top that's gold. Totefin of Asarvitina Kvuinba. Right? And Asarvitina we had in our Mishnah also. Ezo Totefin. Asarvitina, what are they? Ravav Totefin of Mokevat Lameoz and Lozen. It goes from ear to ear. Asarvitina, we get in Labachia. It goes down to her, to her jaw. Right, and we see that in our Mishnah we said Totef and Sarvitin, you can't wear unless they are stitched in, stitched into the top piece, so that you're not going to take it off. Poor girls make them from colored fabric. Which women use gold or silver or gold? Alright, the last item that we're going to say is the Kavul. She can't wear a Kavul. I don't know what it is. He has two choices. Is it the seal that a slave wears? The other possible meaning, which is a wool cap that a woman wears, is okay. Maybe our Mishnah meant the wool cap. Then certainly the slave's seal. We'll see why a slave's seal is more obviously Asur. So we have two takes. He is Machmir. And it says that it probably means Kippashot Semer, and certainly the slaves one is out. We have a bright to support it. A woman can wear a Kavul and an Istama. We'll see what that is. In the Chatser, but not in Rishut HaRabim. She can even wear the Kavul in Rishut HaRabim. And we still don't know what it is, but call him. Anything that is worn below the headdress on top, she could wear anything worn above, she can't wear. So we see that it's a headdress of sort and not this slave mark. So my istama, parenthetically, what's the istama? Rabbi Alvao bizioni. It's some sort of a cap that's used to gather the hairs underneath or some sort of a crown, something she wears. My bizioni, Abaya Arav, Kalya Pruche. Okay. So Tanavan, parenthetically, Shoshadrim Nemobristama. We have three special rules about the istama. In Bamishum Kilaim. If there's wool and linen in there, there's no problem of shatnas. If it gets a splotch of the gaim, it's not tame as nigei beged beged. It's simply not a beged. And you can't wear it to shutar abim on Shabbat. The gzera that was employed after the korban that uh, girls should not wear at their wedding should not wear these kind of crowns. Uh, this doesn't apply to that. These things are too simple. They're not an issue. So that was the first take. Rabbi Avahu said that our Mishnah is Kipat Semer, and certainly Kavda Avda is out. Kavda Avda. Shmuel says, no, Kavda Avda none. Our Mishnah is talking about the more serious one, which is the slave's seal that he wears. But Kipat Semer is fine. An Evid can go out on Shabbat. Remember, an Evid Kanani is Chayav in Shabbat Shabbat. Can go out with a seal he wears around his neck, but not one on his garments. So lokasha hadavale rabbe hadavid ilanavshe. The difference is if his master made it or if he made it. If his master made it, he's afraid of losing it, and therefore he won't take it off in public. But if he made it himself, then he doesn't care, and he might carry it. So b'mayu kim rabbe. So you're telling me that when Shmuel said it's mutar, that's when his master made it. So why can't he wear it if it's on his garment? The answer is, it might fall off his garment. It's not going to fall off his neck, but it might fall off his garment. He'll be afraid. He'll fold it. He'll put it on his shoulder and walk. 
If you have a talit and you fold it up and put it on your shoulder and walk out, that's called caring. So he would be out and out caring if you were to do that. And since if his master made it, his master would be very upset with him. If he didn't come back with it, he'd be afraid and he'd fold it and carry it if it fell off. So we won't let him do that. We won't let him wear it. So Shmuel told a particular Chacham who was a student living or part of Reish Galuta's house. Evidently, Reish Galuta would have his students all wear some sort of seal that they belong to Reish Galuta's house. None of them should go out wearing that seal on Shabbat. Except for you. Why? Reish Galuta's house is not makpid if you're not wearing it. And since they're not makpid, if you drop it, you're going to let it go, so therefore you can wear it. They cannot because they're going to be afraid and they may carry it. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to pick it up, look back at the uh, seal of the slave, and uh, and move ahead from there, further analyzing our Mishnah. In the meantime, it should have a wonderful day.